Hello, everybody, and welcome back to PandaCast. I am Rainbow Panda, and I am once again joined by the one and only Spindash. Before we get started, I wanted to thank everybody who turned into the Fight Forever GCW pay-per-view this last week. It was really awesome to see people from like all over the world watching wrestling at different times. The one thing that was cool about a 24-hour stream is like it was 2 a.m. in America, but it was like, you know, prime time in Australia and some of those countries. So like there were concurrent viewers for all the shows, which was really cool. I had sponsored the MB Young Ace Perry Still Life match. And even though they mispronounced my, my podcast name, it was still an awesome match that people talked about. So I appreciate everyone that watched that match. And then everyone that commented in the chat for the Nerdwave Renegades commercial. A lot of people really liked it. It got a lot of a lot of buzz. Having that commercial was probably one of my favorites there are like a few that just played over and over and over again but i really liked when our when our thing came up so it feels Looking good when you see your when you see your own commercials come mm -hmm. up it feels really good it's like it's like it's like we're right there with mucinex we have commercials yeah and i don't know when it will be up but they did say that they were going to like have all of the different like blocks um like separated and then they would all be up on youtube and i think they were going to be on fight tv pretty much forever also so we'll sort of live forever on in those platforms so i'll Fight try forever. and find those when it comes up and also if anyone is interested in the tampa goings wwe is going on with the original plan of having wrestlemania in tampa and because of that the collective is doing a show they're basically trying to do the same thing that they were going to do last year I am pretty sure I'm not going to be going. I have until Thursday to decide, but I am hoping that they do allow sponsorships and things like that. So if that happens, you may see PandaCast and Murder Renegades be part of that in some way. We are That's not sure. Annoying. We will keep you guys posted once we know more, but if you want to go, definitely check that out. And if you don't want to go, but you want to watch it, would highly recommend it. And with that, this week... It is the week before Sunday, and Sunday this week is Valentine's Day. And not only is it Valentine's Day, but there's an NXT TakeOver. It is the NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. And so this week, me and Spin are going to do a short little prediction show on the matches they have announced so far for that. And also after that, go through some of our favorite wrestling weddings. There have been many weddings and... What, what a better no better time to talk about them than you know the week before valentine's day i love it there's so many to talk about so many that I know. when you said wrestling weddings like so many came popping I into know. my head and it's like oh, like though they're they're so memorable and i can't wait to talk about it after we talk about vengeance day mm -hmm. which i love how nxt like you can tell with nxt especially with their newest with their takeovers in the last couple of years mm -hmm. that it really is Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Road Dog behind it because you're getting yeah. in your house. Vengeance is back. You know, all these old, you know, Halloween Havoc, all these old pay-per-view names are coming back mm -hmm. because of who's behind NXT. And I love it because it makes more sense with that, you know, having these names than, I'm sorry, things like uh, the main roster ones, it's just, I feel it's so overplayed. Yeah. You it's know, it's just not, not great. It, because they take 
they take a gimmick match that you saw maybe once a year mm-hmm. and then you make a whole pay-per-view around it hell in a cell tlc money in the bank you know when those were just specialty matches you would get when it called for it mm-hmm. everything but with things that nxt is doing i just i, I love it because it feels special mm-hmm. when, they, when they announce these so I guess the only exception would be like war games, but I don't mind that because I love the war games pay-per-view. It's one of my favorites that they have every year. War games. <laughs> but yes, I'm very excited this Sunday to watch this pay-per-view. I was looking at the matches that they've announced so far, and I'm guessing it's going to be similar to the Royal Rumble where we thought there were only a few matches and then they added some last minute. Unlike the Royal Rumble, I will probably still care about those matches, whereas I didn't really care about the ones that they added for the Rumble. It added nothing, and that's just how it was. It made no sense. Like, like, they didn't advertise Sasha Banks and Carmella. We thought that feud was over. It's still not over. Mm-hmm. You know? But this card right here, I, I like the buildup with this card. And honestly, I think this is going to be kind of like how Damian Priest is now, I guess, main roster. I guess so. I was kind of confused about that because I really thought they were going to do more with him and Carrie and Cross. I, thought I really so thought that too. it was it was setting it up for that, and especially I think it was was it Randy Orton this week that had mentioned wanting Carrie to be on the main roster. Yeah, I think so. So I'm like, are you going to bring him up to continue this feud? Is it just like a weird thing, and now he's going to go and do something else? Like it, that was like the one thing I was like, I'm confused. I honestly think though, I. I I don't want Karrion Cross going to the main roster at no. all because his name will tend up just being Karrion. He, they're going to drop the cross or his name is just going to be cross. Yeah. They'll drop the Karrion they're, they're They'll split him and Scarlet up mm-hmm. and they'll completely change their gimmick. You know, I'm sorry, Vince and, and leave Karrion with triple H and Sean do not put him with, with freaking brother love. I am sorry, <laughs> but it's, when I'm watching, you know, when I, I've been watching it, you know, both Raw and SmackDown, and I watch, like I, I say every time I'm on here, I watch a lot of Wrestle Talk TV on the uh, net on YouTube. When the week after week after week, the shows are poor, are rated at poor, mm-hmm. because it makes no sense. And this whole like right now, oh, Edge doesn't know who he's gonna t- gonna go for at the Roy- at the at WrestleMania. Bianca Belair doesn't know who she's going to go against at the WrestleMania. Why are you dragging it out? Just let it start building. Yeah. We already know it's going to be Drew and Sheamus at WrestleMania. Don't yeah. quit pulling our shit here. Um, I just, the main roster, NXT has more action than the main roster does. And that's why I'm sitting there going, I wish people would just say, can I not go to the main roster? I don't want to go up there. Yeah, I mean, I think some people, like, I think that's the main reason that Balor is back on NXT. And I think even, like, Johnny Gargano and I think Tommaso Ciampa have both said, like, they don't, they're not really interested in, in moving up. They want to stay mm. in NXT. I might be wrong about that, but I feel like at least... And Mercedes Martinez. Mar- yeah. Mercedes Martinez was called up as part of Retribution, and she said, I don't want to do this and mm-hmm. send me back to NXT, yeah. which I wish I mean, Mia Yim would do the same thing. But even like Ember Moon did something. I mean, I don't know if she chose to go back to NXT or if that was sort of like the only option for her. But I mean, she's back. And uh, yeah, WWE, as far as like Raw and SmackDown, the shows really have been lacking in a lot of different areas for me. And 
ironically, I watched last night's Raw this morning, and ironically, for once, the viral moment, you know, the Nia Jax moment, my where hole. she screams, my hole, and they censored it, and all mm-hmm. of the YouTube stuff and everything, they've censored it. So the one thing the fans have loved from this product in, like, months something that could be a viral moment and they could turn it into a whole thing and they're just like no we we have to censor censor this like we don't allow holes think no of holes the children. allowed think of it i mean even mcfoley tweeted out like when are we going to see the my whole t-shirt mm-hmm. it's going to sell like hotcakes you know it was just one of those things like they could use that and capitalize on it but no it seems like they're gonna just bury it and see make it seem like it never happened and i'm like yeah. this is like the only thing that nia jackson's ever done that i really thought was like entertaining like don't yeah she's because there's nothing don't take away her hole take yeah she she's finally found her gimmick she's she's got a hurt hole yeah you know there's just so many finally so many ways that they could capitalize on that but i'm guessing that the hole will be shut and that'll be it i mean i mean finally lana shoves it up the hole but you know yeah and i do kind of hope that now maybe the lana naya shana thing will finally be over because i do think that that storyline has kind of run its course and they should move on to something else and then Lana can leave and go to AEW and be with Miro. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only way that I could see it continue would be if Lana and Naomi get a title shot. Yeah. But I kind of hope then they just get the titles, even though them as a tag team doesn't really make sense. I do like both of them. And if that's the only way that they're going to push Naomi right now, I'd rather them do that than just, you know, them lose. And then she kind of go back and isn't seen again until, yeah. you know, who knows when. Yeah, exactly. And I also... Last part on the Royal Rumble, I really expected to see Rhea Ripley on the main roster this week. Yeah. I, I really expected her to debut similar to how Damian Priest did, and she hasn't appeared yet. She hasn't been on, on NXT either, so I don't know if they're just waiting to use her for something else. I don't know what the... It's it's weird considering they, since WrestleMania last year, they've been burying Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. She's lost most of her matches. You know, they had to lose to the Omni Flare. Which mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this whole Ric Flair, Lacey Evans, Charlotte feud yeah, is it's, it, it's dumb. It makes no sense. It doesn't. We've seen it before. This isn't the first time that Charlotte and Rick have had a falling out on screen. They did it like a couple years ago as well. They, they've mm-hmm. done it before and it's getting I think Rick just needs a paycheck. That's all it is, is Rick needs yeah. a check. Um, but with, with, Rhea was an unstoppable force. I mean, Rhea is the one who toppled Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. She was this unstoppable monster. And then they buried her with Charlotte, just like they buried Oscar with Charlotte at WrestleMania a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They did nothing with her for all the year, for all year, bring her to the Royal rumble. She has an amazing showing in the rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a little mad at some of the, I think they, they, they pulled the plug on Alexa too early in the rumble. I think there could have yeah. been a lot with Alexa in the Rumble, and they really pulled it too early. Um, I think just because the Rumble, like, the way they do the matches with her transforming, it's sort of like, you know, they go between, like, pre-taped and, and whatnot. And yeah. You can't really do that in the Rumble With setting, the Rumble, yeah. Um, which I think maybe you had part of the reason to do with it. But it it is sort of a thing where even as I was watching it, like, when it got down to Ripley and Belair... I kind of figured that it was going to be 
Bianca, but there was like kind of the botch where it really does look like both of Bianca's feet touched the ground at one point, but yeah. they just kind of kept it going. And it's like the the fun part about the Royal Rumble for me, and I'll be candid, is I watched it with my girlfriend. We were mm-hmm. watching it. She was so into the Royal Rumble matches, like she was getting pissed off, like legit. <laughs> She yeah. was getting pissed off. Um, why did she? Well, first of all, in the men's Royal Rumble, she hated. Uh, she hated Riddle. Yeah. She hates Riddle, and like she was just screaming at the TV, "Get the guy in the baseball shorts out of there! I want him gone! Fucking get him gone!" Like, like she hate. They're like she would like these people would come in and she would just hate on them. Um, in the women's Royal Rumble, there were people that she like. She hates Charlotte Flair. So as soon as Charlotte came out, she was just like, "Fuck this, no!" And every time Charlotte would get, you know, would stay in the match, she mm-hmm. would get. My favorite angry moment in the women's Royal Rumble, I think, was when Jillian Hall came out. That was great. <laughs> I had I I wasn't able to text you throughout it because I accidentally left my phone at work that night, and I was like, we were "No, wondering. like I can't I can't text Spin." I was so upset. But I was just like the whole Jillian Hall coming out and then like the Billy and Jilly connection. Like that was just like one of my highlights. I was really excited to see Victoria come out, but I was really upset that they didn't use the tattoo song and they went with like her other entrance music instead. Cause that like, whenever she had all the things she said as her entrance music, that was like my favorite. Yeah, I absolutely love that. But I, I think they, they did a good job this year with, the the legends that they put in at least in the women's i liked having the hurricane in the match but i almost feel like they just did that because he was recently in aew and they're like nope you gotta work for us yeah we gotta show people that you're here but overall i mean the royal rumble it was kind of underwhelming for me like we thought it would be um looking forward to seeing what happens with wrestlemania even though i'm not i mean i like edge but i don't know that he needed to win this rumble it feels like when they brought batista back mm-hmm. and he immediately wins the royal rumble it's like is there nobody else that you could have that you could have put in that spot other than edge it's like now i admit seeing edge and christian that as part amazing. of the finals that was amazing yeah i absolutely loved it but you bring like I had in our predictions, I had picked Seamus to win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And Seamus came out like a, like a, he looked like a superstar out there. He was beating everybody. He was doing his thing. And then he gets eliminated. And it's like, Edge didn't, Edge is trying, you know, like even this week on Raw, Edge is like, I need this. I need to win the title. No, you don't. Yeah. You, you're already a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. It's like Goldberg coming back. Why does Goldberg need another title shot? You've done what you need to do you don't need you don't need this and you could see at the end of the royal rumble edge even though edge looks in great shape he was blown up yeah for sure so if they're gonna have him go against roman reigns after you know how is how are they i don't get it especially the the which that was the other thing that was what she was really pissed off about she hates kevin owens i love kevin owens she hates kevin owens and like the she said the referee botched something during the match and 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 she hated it but like they just had roman do this massive war with kevin owens and that match was off the charts that match was amazing how how does how do you expect edge to top what him and what 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 roman and kevin just did i i I don't get the booking here i 
I almost, I expect to see Drew and Sheamus. I expect Drew to win the Elimination Chamber match. Um, we'll probably talk about that more in a couple weeks. Yes. I expect Drew to win that match. I expect it to be Drew and Sheamus at WrestleMania. I almost, I'm not interested in Edge and Reigns at all. I almost would rather him challenge for the NXT title, except yeah. for that means that then somebody, I mean, NXT title won't probably be defended at WrestleMania if Edge doesn't challenge for it. Um, but they have made a big deal. You know, Edge, Edge won the Rumble, like, what was it, 11 years to the day that he won the last one. Yeah. And then WrestleMania this year is on the date where the second night, because they're doing two nights again, where the second night will be, I think, 10 years from the day that, like, he had to give up his title because of injury or something like that. Yeah. So because they're making such a significance about these dates, I'm guessing that means that his match, which whoever he picks will be on the second night. Um, yeah. Whether it's a thing where the Miz ends up cashing in, if he cashes in at the chamber, if he, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Miz besides the fact that he's dealing with bad bunny, which will probably be the celebrity portion of the rumble that, or of WrestleMania. Yeah. Especially, and, and Miz is in the match for the elimination chamber. Yeah. Which so, is interesting. So, Here's my question. If Miz gets eliminated from the Elimination Chamber, let's say he gets eliminated first or second, right? Mm-hmm. Could he technically, theoretically cash in the Money in the Bank contract to come back into the Chamber? Probably. See, now that would be genius. That would be a genius mm-hmm. way for him to cash in is if he gets eliminated in the Chamber, but then cashes in to get back in. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be a good way to cash in. And I do like that. Now, why all of a sudden Angel Garza is out with him? Yeah, I was confused about that. Makes no sense. That was very confusing to me. I don't know if it was just a one-off this week, if they're just trying to figure out something new to do with Angel Garza since, you know, Zelina Vega's gone. And so, like, the Andrade, Garza, whatever they're doing is We haven't seen Andrade in forever either. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even in the Rumble match. That was the other thing. Andrade wasn't. There were so many people missing from the Rumble match. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, I don't know. It just felt like there was. I was also excited to see Carlito come back. I, he looked in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he, he really did. So he good. looked probably like the best shape of his career that I've seen at least. Apparently he was supposed to be at Legends Night, but there was like a problem with his travel. So he wasn't able to be at Legends Night. I know I had seen an interview where they asked about why he didn't go to any of those things. And he kind of made it sound like, well, it's not worth like one day, like giving up all that time just to have like two minutes of screen time. So, you know, he had the rumble and then he was on the next night with Jeff Hardy. I'm, I don't know if it'll be sort of like an MVP thing where he ends up just kind of staying now, or if, if he did those two nights and now he's gone back to bring back his, his brother and his, bring back, you know, bring back Primo and Epico too. Yeah. But we'll see. But the task at hand here, NXT Vengeance Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so to start off, we'll start off with the women. We have the triple threat NXT Women's Championship between Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez. I am. I, I will say I think it is time for Io to drop the title, and I do think they're going to be bringing Io up. I hope uh, so. I'd, I'd love to see her in Oscar because I love seeing I her in Oscar in NXT. Because here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping Bianca picks Sasha. Because I think that would be the yeah, better match. Yeah, I, I hope and that Bianca. Bianca picks Sasha for sure. And then let Io and Asuka go at it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. 
I'd rather that see that because I feel like if not, it'll be something where Charlotte ends up challenging Oscar. Charlotte's the new and John I don't, Cena. I'm I'm tired of Charlotte being yeah. you know in that area. I would like to see Tony Storm take this honestly. I I, I, I love her. I, I wouldn't Mercedes be surprised, but it's sort of one of those things that like once you put it on Mercedes, like who takes it from her? In the event that Rhea's gone. Uh Raquel Gonzalez. We'll start having Mercedes against Raquel Gonzalez. Potentially. I just I feel like once good. you get it on those on those types of people from the roster, like who eventually takes it from them? It'll be sort of like a Shayna Baszler situation yeah. where like it, you know, it's forever. And it's then a, it's a way they could do it. I mean, it's kind of like who who, you know, as I watched it after the Royal Rumble, who was gonna take the title off of Yokozuna? Yeah. But they they made it work, which that was mm-hmm. a by the way, that was a great documentary on Yoko. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, but I'm giving it to Mercedes Martinez. I think she's going to win it. I think she's got Mercedes. I mean, she's a veteran of the business. She's mm-hmm. been all over. She's been multi-time Shimmer. I think it was Shimmer, Shimmer champion, and and all of that. Um, you know, she's shown up in AEW. It's nice to see her in the WWE. And I think it's time to pull the plug, or not pull the plug, but pull the trigger on on Mercedes and give it to her. Tony, Tony's done the may young classic she's been the U- uk champion mm-hmm. i think tony will do fine if she doesn't win this one yeah I, I don't know i would like to see her win over mercedes but i could see it go either way i feel like and that, and, and if EO drops Tony's the title, got a booty. yeah if if eo drops it i think that she should move up i feel like usually when the women with the exception probably of rio usually once a woman drops the title they're moved up pretty quickly yeah. um but we'll see what happens with that. Um, the next, some of these matches, there aren't a clear like who's versus who because we have a lot of Dusty Rhodes classic stuff mm-hmm. and the matches just aren't done yet. So mm-hmm. for the women's Dusty Rhodes tag team classic championship, we have Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez versus either Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart or The Way. I feel like I would like to see it be versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. But, but that's I think just the because way I love Shotzi Blackheart. I do too. Her, her, her coming out in the Rumble was like, I was so excited. I loved it. Um, but um, the way I know NXT, they're going to give it to the way. Yeah. They're going to give it to Candice LeRae. But they're really pushing, they're really, really pushing Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. So I really think Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are going to take the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like regardless of which team ends up in the finals, it will be Dakota and Raquel. I was really upset that the team of, I don't even remember their WWE names at this point, but um, Cora, well, no, Cora Jade is Elena Black and Priscilla Kelly, whatever her name is, I, I don't mm. remember. I was really sad that they got eliminated the first round. I feel like they, you know, they brought them up. They took Elena Black out of my Fight Forever dream match because they just didn't want her to be on it even though usually they let them honor prior commitments and Mm. then they lose the first match so a little salty about that but i do the women's like the men's winner eventually gets a title shot at the tag titles is the women's match supposed to get a shot at the women's tag titles yeah, the winners will receive a future WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. 
So the winner of this will potentially face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler unless they mm. end up losing to Naomi and Lana. Right. And that's why I'm saying I think it's going to be Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez because you're going to put Raquel's power against Nia Jax. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And I would love to see them take the titles off because I feel like Jackson Baszler should o- can only be a team for so long. I mean, they're both, you know, I would love to see Shayna get a legit singles run. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't hate her. I actually kind of like her as a performer sometimes. I feel like especially whenever Becky first got pregnant and she had all those promos just still on Becky even though she was gone. I thought that, you know, they were going to give her a push and they just didn't. I think they could push her the right way. Yeah. But I could see that for sure. All right. So the men's finals, it's a little wonky also. So we have the new team, which is really the old team, um, MSK, otherwise known as the Rascals, um, versus Legato del Fantasma. So those, the winner of that match will face the winner of Tomasa Champa and Timothy Thatcher versus Grizzled but Young Veterans. I feel like because Grizzled Young Veterans were in the finals last year, that they're going to probably have them be in the finals again to try and right the loss that they suffered last year. But also the team of Champa and Thatcher, like they're doing really well. You know, yeah. it's sort of a thing of I didn't expect them to put them together after they had that like crazy match, but they did and it works. I don't know. I just, I love MSK so much that I'm just like, I don't care. I just want them to win. I don't know that they will, but I just want them to. I'm honestly thinking it's going to be Champa, uh, Champa and Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. I think that's going to be, that's, those are the names they're going to go with. And, and uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, I really enjoy Drake and Gibson. Um, and I, me too. I would love to see MSK. I think they're giving them a good push right now. Um, but seeing that they're so new to the company, yeah. I think they're going to have them cut their teeth a little bit longer. I'm just worried the that if they lose that, like, we won't see them again for a while. Like, I, I just need to the see case. them all the time. I hope that's not the case. And I hope it's not a case where they move them to, say, 205 Live, like they've done some of the other yeah, tag teams, like Everrise and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but I'm thinking uh, it's going to be Champa and Thatcher all the way. We will see. And mm-hmm. I mean, Tomas, Champa and Thatcher, though, like how long can they coexist? You know, Champa's had his issues with tag teams, you know, him and him and Gargano, great tag team, but just could never fully make it work. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a Corbin Rhino thing mm-hmm. from a few years ago where they they were going almost all the way. And then they kind of, you know, or even the Samoa Joe Finn Balor, because they were mm-hmm. in the Dusty Classic and then you'll have them go at it. So. Who are the tag champions right now? Isn't the it's, NXT? Um, it's Lorcan uh, and Oni and Lorcan or Oni and Birch. Yeah, Lorcan and Birch. Yeah, Oni Lorcan. And, I could see. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, with them being the champions, I could definitely see Champa and Thatcher being their opponents. It'd be a hard hitting match. It, it would be, be a, a great match. Hard match. A very yeah. great match. I was one of those people, I think I saw, I don't know if it was on Twitter on, or on Reddit, that they were talking about the fact that Timothy Thatcher is not from the UK. And I was just like, what do you mean? Yeah. 
like he sounds to me like he's from the UK. He looks like somebody that would be from the UK. What do you mean he's from California? There is no yeah, way. He's from California. I, I, you can't. You can tell me that, but I, I don't. I'm like the other people that just figured that out. I, I can't believe it. He just seems like a UK boy. Yeah. All right. Um, North American Championship. You have Gargano versus Kushida. I would love Kushida to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gargano finally broke his curse. Yeah. But, I mean, Gargano is probably going to have Austin Theory in his corner. Whether mm-hmm. Austin Theory costs him the match or helps him win the match, yet to be seen, Austin Theory is kind of like the not the smartest member of the way. And he's sort of, you know, the one that gets the butt of all the jokes. So I could see him accidentally costing Gargano the match. I would love to see Kushida win, honestly. Yeah. Because he, that's the only thing with NXT is the the Asian per, female performers always do well. Asuka, mm-hmm. Io, Kairi Sane. When it comes to the male performers, other than Shinsuke, you got to think Kenta didn't do much. Now, he did get injured quite a bit, but Kenta didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they brought in Kushida. And he's he's had his moments, but he hasn't really done anything. Yeah. So this is why I'm like, give it to Kushida. Yeah. I mean, I think his little kind of reinvention in a way. I mean, even the stuff they do they're doing with Zaya Lee right now, I really like. Yeah. You know, her her reinvention and all of that. And they did some not quite the extreme, but the you know, the stuff they're doing with Kushida. I I like it a lot. I I would love to see Kushida win this match for sure. And definitely. Gargano, I don't know, maybe Gargano and Theory end up going to the tag title hunt after that or something like that. It could go anywhere. You yeah. never know with the way. The way. And so the main event of this event, we have Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne for the NXT championship. And I feel like no matter who wins, you're probably going to have Karrion Cross come in at the end. TikTok, like, I'm next, bitch. Like, yeah. It's going to be Balor. I feel it's going to be Balor. <clears throat> I would love for Pete Dunne to have it because I love Pete Dunne. I kind of yeah. wish that he wasn't with... I don't even know. Like, I mean, it was technically mcafee's group but mcafee is is gone again so i guess they're yeah. still just kind of a little buddy system with lorkin and birch i would love to see Pete done on his own i think he's very entertaining i would love to see him as the champion one day i think that him and balor are gonna have an amazing match but i think finn balor will probably retain and i i'm like so disinterested in edge facing Raw or SmackDown champion, I would rather see him face Finn Balor at WrestleMania just so that Balor is at WrestleMania. Right. But then I guess that would mean he wouldn't be on the takeover. That's probably going to happen. I'm guessing that there'll be a takeover. Who knows? Was there a takeover last year for WrestleMania? There should be. I feel like there was, but I don't remember because it was just so weird. It was just such a weird weekend. Yes. But yes, those are the five matches that they have announced. They There might be more. Who knows? 
Okay, so now let's get to the fun part of the evening where we talk about wrestling weddings. Yes. Where would you like to start? I mean, <laughs> there's so many. It's like, where do we start? I mean, we know? just we just had a few recently. So just this True. last Wednesday um, on um, Dynamite, we had the wedding of Kip and Penelope, which featured yes. a familiar face and father, James Mitchell. Yep. He officiated. You had Miro as the best man, Charles Taylor as the butler boy, and all the chaos that you could expect from a, a wrestling wedding. It was also pointed out online that Miro has worn the same outfit to all of the weddings that he has been in. And I love it with this cross promotion that Impact and all of them are doing. Impact tweeted out, do you remember the last time Father James Mitchell officiated a wedding and somebody got shot mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i i tweeted out like kit better not get shot like penelope better guy, not get shot damn you know yeah either one you know no one's getting shot at this wedding and if so you know is it rosemary is it taya who shot yeah. who shot whoever who shot who shot whoever um yeah so we had that one rosemary and johnny bravo where mm-hmm. there was like the state puff marshmallow man mm-hmm. and Rosemary looked like Beetlejuice. Tommy Dreamer with his really bad long hair that he should mm-hmm. not, not have. And then Johnny Bravo gets shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I think the the one prior to that would be Lana and um, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Which the one that nobody, wa- nobody wants to remember. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about. The thing about that wedding, though, is that I feel like they could have done... Like, I mean, the wedding, it was typical wrestling wedding in a way i feel like they afterwards should have done so much more with it i feel like that was the wedding where they had been hyping up the return of Liv morgan and her being this you know not the riot squad member anymore she got rid of the tongue she dyed her hair she was like coming into like her womanhood and being like you know a, a more sophisticated lady and then she comes out in this wedding, announces her and Lana have had, you know, a, a relationship, which is probably one of the first kind of like lesbian angles that they've like kind of really had. And then it just kind of went away. They kind of just Miro or well, Rusev and Liv after that pretty much were just gone. You know, Rusev ended up basically leaving and Liv is now back with the right squad. And Lana and Lashley are no more, and Lashley is with MVP. So it's a wedding that didn't really need to even happen. No, it didn't. It really didn't need to happen. And uh, I don't know. I think they just botched that whole storyline, to be Mm -hmm. truthfully honest. I I never really liked the Lana Lashley storyline. It was, it's interesting. I feel like looking through the list that I've made of wrestling weddings, I think that the ones that I like the most are usually ones that involve either people that are, were dating in real life at the time or who eventually did start dating after they were fake married and on the show and now either are married or at least had a relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, you have, I mean, Kip and Penelope are real life, real life couple, real life engaged. You had a wedding with Lana and Rusev where Roman Reigns was like the best man or like at least involved. And that, I mean, it was it was an interesting wedding. Lana ended up with cake all over her. And I feel like almost they were trying to recreate like a scene. That was when Lana was Russian. 
Yeah. Um, I almost feel like that was in like 2016 or something, and they were trying to recreate like the red wedding from Game of Thrones because she was just covered in red frosting, which is probably yeah. symbolic for something that was happening in pulp culture at the time. But then, I mean, besides the the WWE weddings, you also have, you know, the ones they've had on Impact. The weirder ones for me were, of course, like Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan. Like, that was one that I was always just like, wait, what's happening? I use you! Aces and eights! Yeah. Um, ODB and Eric Young. And Eric Young. I was really hoping with them having ODB back on Impact last week, I really hope that if she kind of keeps making little appearances that her and Eric Young run into each other because I thought that, like, Eric Young as, like, a comedic performer was, I just laughed so much. Mm. And that, that wedding was just, I mean, ODB is, like, genius and then eric young was just like it just the whole thing was just i mean when so, you, so much if you want to talk about wrestling weddings and there's been a lot of them but there's a couple iconic ones that really stand out mm-hmm. so first and foremost billion billion uh yeah billion chuck. billion chuck i have that one on my list that's one of my favorite ones because they they played this whole angle up and it turns out that it was just a big swerve they they're gonna hold this wedding and then Chuck and Billy just swerve everybody. And it's mm-hmm. like, you thought we were getting married. You're stupid, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all this. And it just everybody, even like Rico was like mad. And yeah. and I think that one, it's it's one we remember, but I think it's also one that people forget. Because that yeah, kind it of was time one that frame of WWE. I tried to like look it up on YouTube just to rewatch the full thing. And there really isn't a video that's easily accessible that has the entire thing all at once. Most of it just just focuses on eric bischoff because he got like fully like transformed into this old man and then at the end does the you know it doesn't matter if you're married for 50 years or three minutes and it's like did someone just say three minutes and then like he rips off his old man thing you have jamal and rosie come in and which both of them may they rest in peace yeah but that's the thing is there's the NOI family, the bigger, like the bigger members of the NOI family are gone. It's the smaller ones that are still around, mm-hmm. you know, the heart problems. But now, I, there is a, I loved ahead. the Billy and Chuck wedding, you know, that ceremony, whatever you want to call it. I loved it. I thought that it was great. It was one of my favorites for sure. I would almost like, I don't know what happened to Chuck Palumbo, like what his. He, he, he did a little bit more in WWE after that. Like mm-hmm. He had like that biker gimmick for a little bit yeah. uh, in the, the mid 2000s. I would almost like um, to see him go to AEW just once and like confront Billy somehow. Like I, I would just love to see something happen between the two of them again, just because I loved that role so much. Um, so right now, Chuck Palumbo, he's, he's, uh, he's a, like, a, he's like a mechanic. Mm-hmm. He owns his own mechanic shop. So that's what he does. And he's done a couple, um, he he's hosted like some car shows on TV and things mm-hmm. like that, but yeah, he's he's fully retired. Mm-hmm. Um, one right. of one of my favorite. I was actually in the presence of one of the WWE weddings, the one that took place at Raw 1000 in St. Louis, the one between Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee. Um, I loved that one just because I was there and just, I mean, everything they did with like AJ and like, is she with Daniel Bryan? Is she with CM Punk? Is she was with both of them? Is she with like someone else? Like, you know, they kind of did her really dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but I did like some of the angles 
and I, I like liked AJ being Lee. I liked being yeah I loved her I wish you know she would come back to wrestling in some degree but so I liked that wedding you know it was kind of awkward because she is sort of like this very very small person and so to have her in like a wedding dress that it just didn't look right but you know the swerve at the end like she says I do but she's not saying it to Daniel she's saying it to Vince McMahon because she's been offered the GM position and I, I just loved that that was sort of like one of the things where like Daniel Bryan, like when they turn him heel, it's usually hard for me. I'm like, cause I'm just like, it's still Daniel Bryan. But I feel like that was one of the heel turns that I was like, I, yeah, like you're not the best guy right now. And I don't yeah. appreciate your attitude. There's two weddings. Now, one of them, I want to know if you would count it as a wedding, but both of them involve Stephanie McMahon. Oh, I have both of hers on my list. So my first one is, would you count the dark wedding? where Undertaker tried to marry Stephanie when she was tied to the Undertaker cross as a wrestling wedding. Because there was an effect, because they were, Paul Bearer was officiating it. It was, you know, there was rings and Stone Cold ended up coming out to save her. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Stephanie, the most married woman on. I think so. Because the other one, of course, is her and Test, where she's Mm going to marry Test. And then the whole one of the best, and my tr- it's the tr- best. That one to me is the like best. the best wrestling wedding. When Triple H comes out, shows the video that they he had swore he had basically got her drunk, and they married at the mm-hmm. little chapel, and and then that led to the whole versus Mr. McMahon, where Stephanie turns on her father and mm-hmm. is actually in love with Triple H, which forms the McMahon and Helmsley faction, which still felt to this day with like the authority mm-hmm. and things like that it is uh, the mcmahon helmsley faction is probably the longest running one of the, other than like the four horsemen of its time it was one of the longest running storylines in wrestling is triple right. h and stephanie mm-hmm. it, you know it takes its time off comes back in a way takes its time off comes back in a way um yeah, I watched that wedding and it was to me, it was like the most elaborate. Like you had all these grooms people, all of the bridesmaids, you had, you know, the preacher. It really felt like a legit wedding. And did in real life at one point did Stephanie and Tess actually date? I feel like they did. I think they did. I think so. And then I think that during this time, like Stephanie and Triple H weren't an item at the time i think i don't know if hunter was still with china at the time yeah or if, if they had broken up but they had they did say like you know we didn't actually start dating until like sort of we were already fake married yeah um which i feel like that could be the case for a lot of these weddings but yeah the stephanie and test wedding the way that it ended you know like the image of like stephanie just like screaming like i hate you like it's just in my brain forever and then you also have the stephanie and triple h wedding later on we know they're having marital problems she lies to him and tells him that she's pregnant they have like their vow renewal or whatever they call it and then he ends up leaving her at the altar and yes stephanie mcmahon has been involved in four wrestling ceremonies so she has the most so if you if if you count the triple h and test as two different weddings yeah, so if okay. you count, so Undertaker, so Stephanie and the Undertaker with the unholy ceremony, mm-hmm. Stephanie and Tess, yes, Stephanie and Triple H when he drugged her, mm-hmm. um, but then uh, in 2002, where uh, they had kind of like a vow renewal, yeah, where she like, they were on their verge of divorce because she told him that she was pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
I think if that you want to go the Stephanie Triple H first wedding, like the the chapel, the drunken chapel, and also like rewatching that, I loved Triple H's original like Triple H music before. Like I love his Motorhead stuff, but like the the original Triple his, H his, music, like, I mm-hmm. like I love cerebral one. I loved that that entrance music. I love that one too. Truth be told, when I was in high, so when Triple H joined the corporation and he started using the you know the my time song mm-hmm. you know it's my time i was a junior in high school when he mm-hmm. started doing that so this is around 2000 you know when he joined the corporation was around 1999 2000 i actually used that song as when i ran for class president of my junior oh, year awesome. and then at pep rallies whenever i would come out so it was really funny because you would have i was the only one that would like do this like so the senior president would come out and everybody's like oh yeah senior president a freshman president yay freshman president. here comes the sophomore president yay and then all of a sudden the lights went out would go out in like the gymnasium and you would just hear nah, 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 it's my time <laughs> and then i would come out with like full nice. like my buddies would be with me you know we'd be crotch chopping and all that yeah. But, like yeah you had to yeah. and that was good i love his motorhead stuff yeah on. I loved his evolution stuff. Um, hell, mm-hmm. I'm even a fan of old school Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the the blue blood regal man. Like I loved all of Triple coming H's out and bowing in the ring, and he would mm-hmm. have they would have like the three H like uh, family crest on the mat. Mm-hmm. I, that's the stuff I love. I don't love the big 3D shit they're doing now, like the giant mm-hmm. 3D Roman Reigns. You know, no, I'm not a I fan, like and that was something that was only on Fox for a while, and then now it's like on Raw. Yeah, I'm just I like, like no, I don't. Know, like gold dust coming out and it would rain golden golden confetti you know or mm-hmm. Shawn michaels and the pyro or even big show when he would raise his hand and it would explode you know pyro would explode yeah. i feel like now the only thing that's kind of like that is like the young bucks entrance where they shoot out the dollars that's yeah that's like the only little thing that's still kind of like that from these like times. i love that that's the stuff i love jbl coming out and jbl hundred dollar bills would rain down mm-hmm. from the from the ceiling you know that type of stuff yeah um, I think my favorite wedding from Impact would be the Laurel Van Ness Braxton Stutter wedding. Yes. Um, which has so many components because you know Braxton Stutter is now is he the blade? Yes, he's I can the never blade. remember which one's butcher and which one's blade. I believe he's the blade. He's the, then, yeah, he's the blade, and of course he's married real life to yeah to Allie to Allie the bunny the bunny who was bunny. who was a part of this wedding also. I mean the wedding yes. was disrupted sort of because it was like Braxton, you know, is in love with Allie. They're supposed to stay away from each other because of, you know, the evil. Oh my gosh, Maria Canellis. Canellis, yeah. And all of that. And that that wedding was just so like over the top. You know, everyone's in it. You have freaking Drake Maverick as Spud just running around being like the flower boy. And you have Robbie E. <laughs> like just all of these people at this wedding. <sighs> to me, I think that is my favorite impact wedding. Although that you also have the one that to me i was always like wait how is this actually happening and that is the wedding of karen jarrett and jeff jarrett where you have Kurt yeah. Angle as sort of the best man i'm just like why are you doing this to this poor man like there's so many real life components that happened here and then it's also a storyline like it 
there's just sometimes similar to like the edge Lita Matt Hardy situation this just seems like that only it was more involved because I mean Karen and Kurt had a lot of kids there's like a lot of like other stuff involved and yeah that wedding just kind of was a different level I mean it ended up with Kurt pulling out an axe like <laughs> yeah there's a lot and there's a lot of weddings that we you don't even remember like Maxine and Johnny Curtis mm-hmm. in the original NXT um and, oh, yeah and is that it, the only nxt wedding i think so and, and you got to think that was that what's weird about that one is you had johnny curtis who of course is fandango yeah <clears throat> you had Derek bateman of course who is ec3 mm-hmm. um matt striker was 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 there this it was like a who's who um and of course maxine is no longer with the company actually none of them are with the company except for fandango mm-hmm. um so you got like that one. They're, I'm almost surprised they didn't do a wedding for Candice LeRae and um, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, yeah. I, it, that's we, yeah. Or or what about Stacy Keebler and David Flair from WCW, mm-hmm. where they were all ready to get married, and then she was basically saying that, uh, you know, she was actually with Ric Flair. I'm trying to remember that one. It was. Yeah, I don't remember that one too well. One of the ones that I had forgotten about, and then I saw it, and it just like. Then I just, as soon as I saw it, I instantly remembered it, and then I felt bad was the wedding of Lita and Kane. Yes. Um, Because, you know, I loved Lita and Matt Hardy as a couple. Like, I was like, I loved it. I wanted them to be together forever. Like, it was my thing you know them coming like their relationship was probably the first like wrestling romance that i really cared about and it was you know a real thing on screen and off screen and then you had lita who was like pregnant from kane because he had what was it like she she hooked up with him one night so that he wouldn't hurt like how did he like tricked her into it or something i don't yeah. know the exact circumstances but it was something like that and ended then up getting married. the baby yeah and i mean matt comes out during the wedding and it's like a big thing and it was just so because then you know you know all the stuff that happens afterwards with like lita and edge and, and all of that i don't think lita and edge never had a a wedding Right. I mean, they did a bunch of other stuff. But I don't think they had, they had a, a ceremony, but it was but Kane kind of in, in, interrupted it, I think. Um, There was another NXT wedding, Maxine and Gold or not Maxine, Exana and Goldust. That was not NXT. That was an NXT one. Yeah. Interesting. I don't remember that one. Um, Like I'm looking right now at a couple more lists. Uh, This one definitely is weird. Al Wilson and Don Marie. Mm-hmm. That was like that was just the weirdest <clears throat> storyline. You know, that was sort of he had did he have a heart attack at the wedding or something? I thought he no, I think he had a heart attack on the honeymoon. Okay, yeah. It was something like that. That was just a very awkward one for me. It was but very I awkward. Very... <laughs> Especially watching it because I I watched Don Marie so much in ECW mm-hmm. with her and Lance Storm and just incredible and, you know and then when they brought her into WWE it really wasn't Don Marie as we would 
as you would know don marie yeah you know so that was weird almost I, as weird as edge and vicky guerrero getting married yeah the edge and vicky like relationship was just very strange because you had like edge and vicky and like they're on again and off again and i mean even after the wedding you know it was kind of interrupted because edge had you know cheated on vicky with I don't know if it was just like an assistant or what the the person's was it role Crystal was Marshall or something. Like I think that? it was something like that. Yeah, but I mean, Crystal... they ended up getting back together after that, I believe, and having like yeah. an actual wedding. They had an actual wedding, and then they like divorced, and then Vicky ended up with Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Vicky. She, oh, poor Vicky. It's just poor, poor Vicky. Yeah, it's just like okay, and then I mean, but that gave her like the cougar. The cougar yeah. name that she still kind of carries around now. I mean, even though, you know, they don't use that in AEW, she's still a proud cougar who is happily remarried. I'm yes. guessing, I think this was somebody that's like her own age. Like she, yeah, I believe so. You know, all of that. But, you know, it's nice to see her have happiness now and, and everything. But yeah, the Edge and Vicky stuff was weird for me. I feel like Edge probably has the second most marriages wrestling marriages and then you also have you know that the one that most people remember is macho man and and i was about to say Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about wrestling weddings that is the wrestling wedding to top all wrestling weddings Mm -hmm. was macho and and miss elizabeth because that story of macho and elizabeth and i mean it's shown all the time of sherry kicking and kicking macho and everything and and elizabeth just having enough of it and getting in the ring Mm -hmm. and him and her just looking at each other and embracing and and knowing how much they meant to each other and it's so sad that they're both gone Mm -hmm. you know they're both you know and their marriage didn't last they ended up getting divorced elizabeth ended up going out with lex luger which is when she passed away yeah um but the pageantry of that wedding it felt like like you watch a wrestling wedding and you know it's hokey you know it's not gonna look like a real wedding but much and the thing with much and elizabeth felt like it was an legit real wedding and him in his in his hat he had the long plume like feather in his hat he you know was like a macho but then throwing in the story you know of the cobra Mm -hmm. with jake the snake which also then led into like the undertaker was involved and it, that w- wedding set up most of 80s wrestling. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, that was that was a wedding. I mean, I was like very, very, very young. Yeah. You know, and to me, that wedding was real. Like you could have told me that was the actual legal wedding that they chose. And I would be like, yeah, that's believable. You know, even looking back at it, I mean, especially now, like there have been lots of documentaries and things made about them, you know, Dark Side of the Ring did an episode and it was sort of like that's sort of how they were like that easily could have been the wedding that they they chose to have and having it set up where jake comes in afterwards you know they get the the gift and it's the cobra and and everything like that's the wrestling wedding that is most often talked about and and i mean just the the best part you know Macho man, do you take Miss Elizabeth to be your lawfully wedded wife? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know, that stuff. If it, she looked like a million dollars, Miss mm-hmm. Elizabeth, 
probably one of the most, if not the most gorgeous women in wrestling of mm-hmm. all time. She was classy. She's probably yeah. one of the best ballets. I mean, she was yeah. not a wrestler. No, she, you know, wasn't. It wasn't like now. You don't have that kind of manager now. Every manager that's out there is either a former wrestler or somebody that's looking to get into the business. Yeah, they're gonna bring up something like that. You don't get that that off like anymore, where it's just a random person. Yeah. You know, and that's a good topic for another episode is people like that. Cause also think, you know, women that were involved in storylines that ended up not wrestling. Cause think like Jake's former wife mm-hmm. also when it was his feud during Rick rude and all that, that's a good topic. And, and miss mm-hmm. Elizabeth definitely. And you think she managed two of the biggest names of the business, macho mm-hmm. man and Hogan. And mm-hmm. then she was a member of the NWO. And I don't think a lot of people, place her when they talk about the new world order people don't place miss elizabeth in it she was a member of the new world order yeah with macho man she was there until you know the nwo kind of exploded or imploded but she was a full member of the nwo um miss elizabeth the legit was the first in my opinion the first lady of wrestling oh yeah and and at that time at that time, you if you look at the wrestling, the managers at that time, like like within her, you, you had Missy Hyatt, you had mm-hmm. uh, uh, Baby Doll, you had a uh, couple others like in WCCW and those, but Miss Elizabeth was the was class. Mm-hmm. She was she was poise, and everybody loved her. There was not anybody that could ever hate Miss Elizabeth. Right. And it was definitely so sad, you know, to watch her sort of deteriorate and get into the drugs and everything that eventually yeah. ended up costing her um, her life. And, you know? and 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 take that as a lesson, people who listen. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen Luger in the last couple of years. Luger has lost pretty much every single ounce of his body, of his muscle mass mm-hmm. because of the drugs, the steroids that he would use. Uh, he's... And I think he's in. I think he's in charge of the WWE's wellness policy. Right now, that makes sense. It Lex Luger was always one of those people growing up that I was always confused by because, like, I liked him in the ring, but at the same time, I was also like, it's like I would go from watching WCW or whatever program he was on at the time, and then we would watch like a Superman show, and I was like, wait, Lex Luger and Lex Luthor, like, are they? What's is he? My brain, my like very young child brain just couldn't yeah, Luger figure out like what's happening. Was he like, did he come up with that name because of the character, even though they weren't similar at all? Yeah. yeah. There's just certain names like that that always like tripped me up as a child. Yeah. But and the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth wedding, I would say definitely inspired the impact wedding of Jay Lethal and SoCal Val. Yeah. Jay Lethal has definitely been, you know, he has that Macho Man impression down and the black machismo they dressed up like macho and elizabeth they even brought in you know the old feud jake roberts comes in at the end with a huge python yeah and everything and they just tried their best to recreate that classic wedding only so calval is not a classy lady like no. miss elizabeth no we know for a fact because is one Val time... the girl that was supposed to be on on renegades yes we had actually asked val socal val to be on the nerd rage renegades to which she agreed to socal val agreed to be on the show and so i was working with her people to get her on the show and they ended up saying we had to pay her 
to come and do an interview on our show. We had to pay her appearance fee on our show. And I said, uh, thank you. We will be, uh, good luck with your future endeavors <laughs> because I'm giving you on my show free publicity for what you're doing. And you would rather act a fool and act like a little, you know, you know, have your people say we, we have to pay hundreds of dollars for you to do an interview. That's not how interviews work. You do not pay someone to do an interview. Mm-hmm. So we got Leva Bates instead. We got Leva Bates instead. And Leva is amazing. Yes, I love one of Leva. My favorite... I cannot say a bad word yeah. about Leva Bates. Amazing. I would have almost loved to have seen a librarian wedding. That would have been good. But now we have, you know. Pretty P- Peter Avalon. I mean, he could, have a wedding. Avalon. he could have a wedding with himself. He could. He's so pretty. I would so love pretty. to see pre- a pretty Peter Avalon wedding. I don't care who it's with. I would just love to see it. I feel like if he did, Leva would probably interrupt. Which I think would be great. I think that would be great. I love Leva. I love her. I, lo- I love Leva. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much for that she can do. It's just amazing. And I guess another kind of now it's on AEW kind of. You have Brian Cage. He had a, he had a wedding with his real life wife, Melissa, who was um, involved in Lucha Underground, then went to Impact. They had a wedding, which was very interesting. It was another Father James Mitchell officiated wedding. Not a lot happened. I mean, they got married as planned, but you did have, you know, the objections, you know, Taya saying, I didn't plan this. I don't want this to still think that I did this because it looks disgusting. You have the North um, interrupting, talking about wrestling um unions mm-hmm. but then you also have the brass it was just so nostalgic to watch that running because it's like oh, the rascals were there and they were together and i love them rob van dam and katie ford never had a, a wrestling wedding right i feel like they no, would have had a really they could have had an iconic wrestling <clears throat> wedding that was yeah no never they never had one but yeah, I I like wrestling weddings. I'm glad that they're not like all the time. I do think that there have been some bad ones. I don't think that the Lana and Lashley one needed to happen. I really thought that the Bully Ray Brooke Hogan one was really weird, and that to me didn't need to happen. Yeah. And the Johnny Bravo Rosemary, I think it just should have worked out differently. It just was weird. It was like Rosemary, if you didn't want to marry him, like then why did you almost marry him? Yeah, no clue. And that concludes this episode of PandaCast. Thank you so much to Spin for joining me once again. We will have him back on in the future to talk about other pay-per-views and upcoming topics. And once again, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to GCW and Fight Forever. I'm still not over the fact that Blake Christian is not at least going to have another GCW indie match. I don't know if he's done with indies forever if he's been signed to a major company that maybe doesn't allow him to do indies, what his plan is, I will keep you guys posted as I figure it out on my thoughts and opinions on it. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter directly at rainbow underscore Sarah or the podcast at Panda Cast Pod. And I will see you guys with the next episode. Bye, everybody.